We're looking at a book of Proverbs, and that, and then going to be heading into um, the fear of the Lord. We started that. Um, here is a a good book that's an inexpensive resource if you're interested in Proverbs. And Jerry Bridges has a great, big, huge, thick one uh, that I also own. But here is a nice, uh, bridged edition that is very helpful. And if you're interested in a greater study of Proverbs, it's not very expensive. It's from uh, Crossway. I don't know. I think it was. This says 17.99. I think on Amazon you probably get it cheaper than that. It's under twenty dollars anyhow. Here's another um, good one by Longman. How to read Proverbs. Okay, Proverbs is not read like other areas uh, of Scripture. And um, as I'll mention uh, today in a sort of a, a secondary introduction, a Proverbs isn't a promise. Uh, it's it's different. It's not it's not like um, all other scriptures. So understanding how to read is very important. So if you're interested in the details of that, here's a very good book that's very, very helpful. Again, very inexpensive. It's a resource for you. You might want to consider. Uh, I don't see the price on this one, but I would imagine that also is probably about 12 or $15. You can't study the fear of the Lord without recognizing the fear of the Lord is synonymous with the pursuit of holiness, the pursuit of God, the knowledge of God. And just two excellent books, The Pursuit of Holiness by Jerry Bridges. If you've never read that, that would be a blessing um, to you. And again, it's very inexpensive, but it's an amazing uh, resource, and he's an amazing writer. Um, He can take deep truths and um, put them in a way that anyone can understand and grasp and just grow. And so I would encourage you to consider the pursuit of holiness as we go through this study. And then I would say it's a little bit harder book to read by Jerry Ragg and Paul Shirley, but again, it's an excellent book, um, Free to Be Holy. And so be holy even as I am holy, thus saith the Lord. That's that's part of this whole area of Theory of the Lord in the pursuit of that. Now, there's many other books and resources. Yes, Brother Sims. You mentioned Jerry Bridges several times. He also wrote The Joy of Fearing God. Yes, right. I, all of his books are superb. I mean, he, I, it, it just, it's amazing. He, he is probably my favorite author. So, um, just to uh, consider those. There's another one, I don't have a copy of it here because it started getting expensive, as it always does, and where do you put books? So I, um, I ordered it on my Kindle, and I have it on my Kindle, and um, it's very, very helpful. I've only read uh, the introduction, the reviews, and probably the first two and a half chapters, and it seems very helpful, but I'm, I'm telling you, uh, while the other books I've read, I haven't read this one all the way through, but it's called The Surprising Good News of the Fear of the Lord by Michael um, Reeves, R-E-E-V-E-S, and it was recommended to me, um, and it's called uh, Rejoice and Trembling is actually the name, and then, you know, most of those books have a subtitling, so Rejoice and Trembling, and the subtitle is The Surprising Good News of the Fear of the Lord, Michael Reeves, so uh, I'm enjoying that study as well. You might want to consider it. Well, we're just going to have a a few minutes um, here to... um, review, as we said, we're looking at the uh, book of Proverbs, Proverbs 
means uh, a comparison, like as, it's a simile, it's, it's how things are, are laid out in a very simple fashion that give um, practical means for wise living in, 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 a fallen, uh, in a fallen world. We talked last week how Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived because he asked for wisdom. And then somewhere around the age 40, um, began to um, stray and walk away from the Lord. He lost the fear of the Lord. Um, and um, influences, specifically, the Bible tells us, his wives, 300 wives and 3,000 concubines or something like that, 1,000. I don't know, it's mind-boggling, honestly. Um, but they turned his heart away from the Lord, and he's the one that wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, talking about the vanity of life. And he ends the book by saying, Hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. And so he, he comes back around in the end, and, and, and he spent all of those latter years of his life in fruitility because he ignored the wisdom that he was given as, as a young man and the wisdom that's recorded in this amazing, amazing um, book of Proverbs. So we're going to pick up today at Proverbs at 1-7. Again, we're looking at Proverbs 1-7. And we're starting there, and Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And we took and we talked about that. We gave some definitions, but the handout that most of you have, we're looking at four reasons why the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so if you have that handout, the very first thing we said was the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom because it leads us to God's wisdom. We have to go to God's wisdom. He's the only one that, that has wisdom. And so we, uh, we talked about that last week and we were just starting point number two, which is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom because it's the essence of wisdom. And so I've put up on that screen I don't know if it's big enough for you to be able to see it or not, is it? Get your binoculars out. But I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to attach this to the email that I'll send to you. If you're visiting here today, you can get your name on the Abundant Life email, and all the handouts and anything that we do like this is sent to you once a week. So you'll actually have that. You can download it. You can, you can study it, even if you, can't, if you can't see it now. But we... We must understand where does wisdom come from, and one of the best places to start with that, honestly, is the book of Job. And so I asked you last week as your homework if you would just read Job 28. It's not, it's not a very long book, and that's really where uh, chapter, I mean, I, I just want to spend a little bit of time this morning. And you see here in this book um, that God is the exclusive source of wisdom. And in those first verses, uh, 1 through 11, Job is telling about the treasures that are in the earth. And all of those treasures are earthly or temporal um, treasures. And, and those, those treasures are treasures that, that man can dig for. They're, they're hidden. He can, he can look for them. He can find them. He can find silver. He can find gold. He can, he can dig shafts and mines, and he can do all that thing. And, and, and Job is, is pointing, pointing that out. 
but he also points out that, that only man alone does that, which you see that in, in verse 7 and 8, the path no bird of prey knows, nor the falcon's eye catch sight of it. The proud beasts have not trodden it, nor has the fierce lion passed over it. We're, all, we're the only creation that can even find the hidden treasures here in the earth, let alone find and know uh, wisdom. And then in the, in, in the next um, section, there we see that um, while man's able to um, discover these great treasures, he still can't discover wisdom himself. Uh, look at verse 12. I don't know if your study Bible has this or not. Mine has out the search for wisdom is harder. It's harder to find wisdom than it is gold and silver or diamonds or precious stones. Wisdom is, is hard to find for man. And, and look what it says in, in verse 12. But where can wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Man does not know its value, nor is it found in the land of the living. The fact of the matter is, most men, apart from the grace of God, have no idea what true value is, what true treasure is, what true wisdom is. They spend their whole life climbing the ladder only to find, up, find out it was just leaning up the side of an old barn. And it wasn't going to get them to heaven or to God at all. Many of us have experienced that and then repented and turned around and found, and found Christ. And, and, and Job makes that note. And, and look, at, look at verse 20. Man in his futility says, Where then does wisdom come from? And where is the place of understanding? And he goes on to say, Thus it is hidden from the eyes of all living. Wisdom cannot be known if God doesn't reveal himself to us. Wisdom belongs to God and God alone. You like that song by Steve Green, God and God Alone? You know what I'm talking about? What a, what a glorious um, song that is. I just want you to see these, these three things because they're so powerfully important. I want you to see that God is the exclusive source of wisdom. God is the exclusive source of wisdom. And this is where we, where we spend our, our lives. Look at, at verse 23 through 28. God understands the way. He knows the place. And he looks from the end of the earth. He sees everything under the heavens. When he imparted weight to the wind, he meted out the waters by measure. When he set the limits of the rain and the course of the thunderbolt, then he saw it and declared. He established it and also searched it out. And man, he said, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. See, the only way we can, we can know wisdom is by knowing God, because God knows all things, as we can see. He knows all things. Uh, uh, later on, he's, he's going to go through another whole discourse with Job, when, when Job's trying to defend himself. And, and Job does what we need to do. Job does this. 
He shuts his mouth and he says, I know nothing. And he looks to God, who knows everything. Man knows nothing. God is the exclusive source of wisdom, exactly like we see there in verse 24. He looks to the ends of the earth and he sees everything. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. There's no time with him. There's nothing he don't know. He's never been confused. He's never been surprised ever one time. His plan is being carried out perfectly and his scripture, his word is his revelation to us that we can fully rest in and fully trust upon. And because of that true wisdom, we ought to fear him. We ought to reverence him. It's an amazing thing that the creator God of the universe that spoke all this into the being is willing to have a relationship with you and me made it possible, gave us his spirit, will illuminate his word. And that should cause us to have that proper fear and reverence for him. The book of Proverbs, the main theme is the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and fools despise its wisdom. We can go to verse chapter 9. Follow with me in chapter 9. We've done this before. We see all the way through, I told you it's 15 times in this verse, but here in chapter uh, 9, it says, the fear of the Lord, verse 10, is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is the one understanding. Pastor Alley would put it this way, every single book has a front door key and a back door key. Or other people put it this way, every, every book has a bookend in the front and a bookend in the back. Do you know the book of Proverbs does too? The fear of the Lord opens this book. The fear of the Lord rose through this book. But I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter 31. And I want you to see the close of this book. The back door key. Maybe you've never thought about it in terms of the fear of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 30. Look at verse 30. Verse 30 says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. A woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. This week was the one-year anniversary of the home going of a woman who feared the Lord, Kathy Craig. And John asked if he could come and give a testimony. Um, it's appropriate, as I just read, a woman that fears the Lord shall be praised, that there be honor given to Christ and to her God. And so I said yes to that. I've, I've agreed to that. And so I'm going to ask you to come, John, and speak here into this microphone and share a testimony of this woman who feared the Lord. And may that encourage our hearts to walk in those same truths. Excuse me. Thank you, Larry. Um, it's really hard for me to uh, stand still and talk. You know, I'm one of those that has to move around. But he told me I had to stay close to this microphone so everybody could hear. So I just want to share a little bit about, um, you know, a lot of you folks, just family here. So a lot of you folks have known Kathy now for years and years and years and years, like 37 or 38 years. Uh, some of you not so much. So uh, 
you know, it has been just a little over a year since Kathy passed, and you know, a lot of folks look at him and say, are you okay, are you okay? And I said, yeah, it's been really, really good. Uh, and there are several reasons for that. But uh, I ran across uh, a little quote from Elizabeth Elliot uh, just last night. And uh, it's interesting because I had planned to use this, but I'm going to because it, it kind of explains things. Uh, many of you know and read about Elizabeth Elliot and her, her trials and tribulations. And she said, <clears throat> this is her quote, I am not a theologian or a scholar, but I am very aware of the fact that pain is necessary to all of us. In my own life, I think I can honestly say that out of the deepest pain has come the strongest conviction of the presence of God and the love of God. And uh, I don't know if you, you know, unless you're in my shoes, and some of you are and have been, uh, you would not understand that, but this year has been a good year. Uh, and I can't explain exactly, but um, it, it, it's, uh, you know, much closer with the Lord, much more time to spend with the Lord, and uh, just thank him for the years uh, that I had with Kathy and for Timberlake and this Sunday school class that we've been a part of since it was the young married class, I think. So um, anyway, uh, for me, it's, it's been a good year. Um, the Lord has been there and uh, very supportive. So I wanted to share, I ran into this too as I go through things for uh, that have been Kathy's for years, and I'm not sure uh, where this originated, but many uh, of you know Kathy had been ill for a long time. She struggled with uh, bilateral Meniere's, which is an inner ear disorder that causes vertigo, and uh, she had some other things too. She had pretty severe allergies going on. So um, for the last 20 years or so, she's been uh, was been labeled as disabled. Uh, she hadn't been come been able to come to church. You know, she loved to sing and share her heart. Um, so this is just a little catch up in, in 2020 um, is where it starts and uh, she was on her way to the doctor this note was written a year after and uh, I'll just read it and let y'all uh, glean from it and she starts off she said it's hard to believe that Friday will be the anniversary of the day I had a doctor's appointment I was rushed to the hospital for surgery to implant a pacemaker John said that without it I would have, a, would have had a massive heart attack. I didn't know that I had a heart issue, but the Lord did. Pastor Larry and Judy Brody had graciously offered to take me to the doctor that day, and uh, we were thinking that she had bronchitis or something. And so uh, followed the ambulance to the hospital, prayed with me, and stayed with me until John arrived. Now, you know, she goes to the doctor, doctor looks at her, and he says, first thing he says, there's something wrong with you, girl. And so it, an EKG and he thought she was having a heart attack so she's on her way to the hospital she calls me at work and she says and she just sounds normal there was no panic in her voice she said I'm in an ambulance I'm on the way to the hospital I think I'm having a heart attack this was about 1 30 on a Friday evening I'm like whoa so this this is a setting here so did Pastor uh, Brody and uh, Miss Judy and I am thankful for you and for everyone who prayed and provided meals. We are so blessed. Um, so they did put a pacemaker in, and uh, it's really neat the technology. I don't know how many are nurses in the medical profession here, but um, you know they brought that that pacemaker up on a screen, the computer screen. And it looks like a tachometer in a car, you know. And they, they said we can increase the heart rate and we can decrease the heart rate. So they said for now we're going to leave it up a little bit and then come back. So 
I, I thought that was interesting. And, and really, I thought that she was going to be much better. You know, she's got this pacemaker around. Her heart's okay. Things are going to be much better. So, and then she goes on. She says, we are so blessed to be part of Timberlake Baptist Church. So thankful that the Lord sent us there in 1985. Tomorrow, I have an appointment with the cardiologist. I'm praying that the pacemaker is doing what it's supposed to do. Thanks to everyone who has helped us with transportation this year and all have been praying. You have been a great blessing. We don't know what tomorrow holds. I'm ready to go when the Lord calls me home because of the sacrifice that my Lord and the Savior Jesus Christ made for me. And this is really Kathy's heart. Uh, and she said, my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life in October 1968. Jesus is the only way to heaven. And then she goes on to preach a little bit. She says, do you know without a doubt that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Please don't put off receiving Christ as your Savior. Boast not, this is uh, Proverbs 27, since we're in Proverbs. She said, boast not of yourself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what day may bring forth. And so, um, you know, Kathy, now this was a year before she passed, but um, Kathy was prepared to go. And uh, it's really a blessing for me and, and, you know, just to know that she had prepared. Um, there was no anxious, there was no fear. And uh, I, I'm just blessed to be a part of this. And I, I just wanted to share that with you uh, for folks. There is hope. And, uh, you know, as we prepare, we're all going to meet the Lord one day. And um, unless he comes, you know, we can go through some trials and tribulations along the way. But um, just pray that you would uh, continue to pray for me. But uh, I am doing well and uh, do appreciate your prayers and everything that you guys have done for us. And, oh, I almost forgot. Uh, yeah, we're going to share, you know, Kathy made a recording. 1994, and this is one of the songs talks about prayer, and uh, Jim's going to play that now. Thank you. Oh, 
Thank you, John. Are you ready to meet the Lord? And if you are, how long has it been since you've talked to him? The fear of the Lord drives us to God, to himself. And um, what a sweet, um, sweet example Kathy was of someone who um, never complained because she not only knew the Lord, but um, the Lord was her life. It was her hope. It was her strength. It was her joy. Uh, may it be ours as well. Thank you, John. God bless you. You're dismissed.